Sanford, how are you, Andy? I'm a little tired, but I'm good. Yeah, me too. Me too. I was up too late last night, but uh, that was my own damn fault. It was a, it was a long weekend. It was a very long, slow day at work yesterday, as you might imagine. Mother's Day is the yeah. slowest day of the year at a strip club. <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> so, and then uh, my uh, daughter had a school outing this morning. So normally Monday, I kind of sleep in and recover from working a 16-hour shift. But today Not I had so to get much. up and go down and do nothing at the park. So it was nice and relaxing, but I did have to get up and get moving and a little early. So I'm a little yeah. tired, but it should be all right. Yeah, we'll be fine. And uh, That should just make me more interesting. <laughs> yeah, who knows what's going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> who and, knows? Uh, we do have a guest this week uh, joining us from Orcas Island, Washington. It is Josh Martinez. How are you, Josh? I'm doing pretty good. Just... Chilling here, just same thing as you guys wiped out on Monday. Yeah. yeah. Long day work. Yep. Yep. Me as well. And, uh, of course, Josh, you and I, we've known each other, just to give the listeners an idea. Uh, we were both delivering a Domino's Pizza, and that would have been what, like, 96, That's right. 97? Like, were you still in the 30 minutes or less days where you had to haul ass, no, or was that no, after the no, lawsuit? No, 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 no. Yeah. Nah. No, we didn't have to do that. All right. We, I feel like that was long before we ever worked there. And it may have been. It, the, I think yeah, that was back in the Noid, the Noid era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We, we worked in the Bad Andy era, and as you can imagine, uh, me being named Andy while the Bad Andy commercials were on, uh, that was not so fun. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, we've, uh, we've known each other for a long time. Uh, smoked a lot. I've known, I've personally uh, known Josh for about six minutes now. 
All right, sweet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we smoke. Yeah, we've been hitting it off for sure. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> so we uh, smoked a lot of weed together and uh, drank some beers together. Uh, good times. We have indeed. We have indeed. And, uh, of course, you live in Washington where uh, the marijuana is now legal. How's that? It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you know... It still it still is weird, I guess, trying to, I don't know, when you're, it feels like you're still kind of do, trying to do it on the down low. Right. A little bit. Just because it's, I don't know, it's still a little bit faux pas, but once it gets more into the, the culture, I guess, it won't be that big a deal. Yeah. But I see people I know in the weed store, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you did that. <laughs> well, and it's imagine a little, finding you here. It's a little island too, so you kind of yeah. know everybody, yeah. and it's not like you know you can't hide. So yeah. everybody think, knows stuff about you before you do. everywhere here before too long. They just legalize sports gambling everywhere. So next will be yeah. poker, and then uh, weed. Yeah. And, uh, so and if I can get high and play poker legally, then I'm, everything's all you're right. You're good. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, do you still like smoke the, the flower? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. Well, um, I, I just meant like you still smoke buds good. and not like, uh, the edibles and, or the oils or the vape, any of that kind uh, of stuff. Yeah, I've done all that stuff. I I have we have little um, throwaway pens, you know, mm. the little disposable vapes. Yeah, um, and they're all right. Sometimes they just don't function, and then it's like you just threw away thirty five bucks or something. Right, that's not um, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we still just smoke the flowers mainly. I have other stuff that we've used. Gotten into the uh, the wax and dabbing thing. Yeah, but it, at some point, I'd just rather just old school smoke yeah. a bowl yeah. or or yeah. do a joint. It's I don't know. There's kind of something about the whole ritual anyway, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Um, it seems like you get too complicated in there after a while. It's like this is just a science project. You kind of well, you're when, not... you're, when you're when you're having to like use a blowtorch like it's crack rock, you know? Then yeah, it's like, hmm, little, what am I yeah. what am I doing here, really? <laughs> yeah, it's well, like it's, knife it's, hits from back in the day. <laughs> and it's kind of like a thing where it's it's like uh, alcohol. Even is the same way. It's where if that's the thing that's fun instead of like doing something fun and also doing that thing to make it a little more fun, you know? So like if, if you're just smoking pot just to have fun, then you're doing the science stuff. But if you're, <laughs> if you're like going rock climbing or something like that and you want to smoke some pot, then you're just smoking a joint Yeah, or a bowl yeah, or something. Yeah, I, I, seems like some bong hits. Yeah, <laughs> or that. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's still simple. Anything's simple. It's nice and simple. Yeah. I, I do kind of <laughs> like the edibles though, because uh, it's like a box of chocolates. You never quite know uh, what you're gonna get. Yeah, I was. We were just looking at a a box of edibles that we got that are these gummies. 
And the box oh, looks goodness. really appealing. Like, it could be really appealing to a, a child. Kid, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I so it totally is a can of beer. Yeah, that's true. That's, uh, that's true. Andy had a little bit of a interesting experience with the gummies. <clears throat> what was it, a month and a half ago? Something like that? Which one are we talking Which experience? I, I had some last weekend for Avengers. Well, I'm, I mean, when you're... Uh, it looked like your club was going to get shut down, and we were supposed to record that night. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, <laughs> I I had some gummies and was able to medicate my stress and anxiety away for a night. I kind of overdid it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you could barely barely even type the response to me. I because I could see you were typing, you know. <laughs> and it was like like fifteen minutes later, the message for like finally one pops sentence. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Falling out mid sentence. <laughs> Fucking junkie. Oh man. Where am I? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's it's funny the, the way that's it's processed, you know, so much differently because your your liver processes the edibles. Um and it It's definitely it has, a different feeling. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a different feeling. Yep. It's it, more psychoactive, I believe. Yeah, and you go yeah. you go from like zero to fucking ripped, like uh, <laughs> you, you snap your fingers and you're like once it's totally well once on once it's ass. in your system. Yeah, once it you once it, it kicks and then in, like, yeah, and then like a half an hour later, you snap your fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you're fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so uh, where are you working these days, Josh? Um, I'm a manager of a lumber yard. At a hardware store here. Yeah. Are you familiar with the Weird Al Yankovic tune hardware store? Mm, no. I think it, it it would relate you since you work at a hardware store. You could relate. I would totally. I would totally listen to that if I knew. Amazing. I'm sure it is. Weird Al's pretty. It's one of his original. Intelligent. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty heady. Is it? Is it funny? Or is it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. Andy is a massive. We're going to the Andy, hardware store. Andy is a massive Weird Al fan, so. Uh, I didn't. Nice. I didn't buy that huge accordion box set, so I don't know if I qualify as a massive Weird Al fan. And I don't love everything he's done, but I'm a pretty big Weird Al fan. Yeah. I wouldn't say you're a Weird Al fan on the level of like Kiss or anything, but. No, I, no. But still. Yeah. More, more. I would be yeah, Weird Al, pretty awesome. <laughs> I would be stoked if I like saw Weird Al or or met Weird Al or something like that. I mean, he's my a... buddy actually just met him at a meet and greet thing. Yeah, it was pretty awesome for him. Cool. And uh, he's... Well, go ahead. Oh, oh, he just seems like he would be a really interesting guy. It seems like he's really musically intelligent. You can tell just by like, yeah, absolutely nuance of what he says and just like oh, yeah. Yeah. the polka stuff is just like intense, kind of yeah. It really is. It's like, what are you doing there, man? Yeah, and uh, yeah. I guess I got some people upset on uh, the Ween podcast we did by comparing. Yeah, you cannot them. compare Ween to Weird Al. It's comparing just not, them to Weird Al, yeah, and that was a, that was two like different sides. Be, that was meant to be a positive comparison. It's not. I promise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's coming. I love Weird Al. I'm telling you, I love Weird Al. But you know, Ween and Weird Al are two completely different worlds. No, nothing, no comparison. Okay. 
So I apologize, Ween fans. I didn't mean to make you mad. I love them. <laughs> I love them. So the and, biggest uh, Ween fan I know who wanted to slap you said you redeemed yourself. So I think you did fine. All right, that's good. That's good. And, uh, <laughs> you still get much uh, time to play your guitar, Josh? Um, a little bit. I don't get as much as I used to. That's too bad. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of difficult. A lot of times you end up end up. It's just a lot of maintenance, and I end up kind of playing the same bullshit that I play, you know? Yeah. Getting a, you get in a rut sometimes, and it's just... I just some... keep writing the same songs over and over, so it's cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do the same thing. Well, or... <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll play something. Half the time what it is is I'll start to play something, and it's just Pearl Jam. I'm like, oh, I just I just wrote another Pearl Jam song. Like it's well, you should you should listen to you should listen to Andy's band, uh, their most recent album. Like uh, it's a lot of Black Sabbath. It's like covers. No, 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 just just the influence. Um, Black Sabbath. It's funny though because. So I haven't really talked about it much, but in addition to the Tustrown album, I also recorded. A, a solo album's worth of songs with Rick that I'll be putting out next year. And it's oh, funny nice. that he brings up the, the, the writing a song that it's just another Pearl Jam song because the first song we started, uh, tracking for, for that album, we're playing it and it was, and we're just kind of, you know, rehe- rehearsing it. We're kind of walking through it before we, you know, take a shot at it. And, uh, and Rick goes, this is a Pearl Jam song, right? <laughs> I know this. I, <laughs> it's, it's a Pearl Jam song. I know this song. I'm like, nice. I'm like no, Rick, nice. it's one of mine. You know, I I know I'm not reinventing the wheel, but I promise this is my song. It's not a Pearl Jam song. That's awesome. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I did. I I wrote something where I just like I I had written just a melody, just kind of came up with a melody and some and some words, and it was like kind of had some energy in it, and I was like, yeah, this is badass, you know. And then I was like, I'm gonna write some some music to it and then I just start playing and it's it's porch <laughs> oops <laughs> like, just like what the fuck man well, it, ha- really, it happens yeah. to everybody it happens to well, everybody. I, I had a I had a recent one where I thought I had just written the most brilliant chorus I, I'd ever come up with and I like lived with it for a couple months just listening to the demo I'm like yeah this is gonna be fucking killer and I start like actually working on it and then I realized it was it was Time is running out by Muse, exactly. And I'm like, shit! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I mean, creep is the air that I breathe, you know, like that shit. True, that but shit I, I try to everybody. at least, you know, I mean, I'll lift stuff, in, you know, intentionally sometimes, but I at least try and, like, obscure, you know, you do a little bit yeah. to it. And But that was just, it was the exact melody and the exact same amount of syllables. It was different words, but it was the exact same amount of syllables, the exact melody, the exact same chords. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, I can't do that. Crap. <laughs> gotta, gotta change something here. Jeez. All right, you know, well, yeah. well, I mean, listen to cigarettes and alcohol, you know. I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, not, that's exactly <laughs> get it on. And, uh, and of course, Josh, you are a massive, massive, uh, Donald Trump fan. MAGA. Uh, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Make America gamble again. I need to use the bathroom first. <laughs> All of a sudden, I have a massive urge to take a huge dump. Oh, yeah. Donald Trump. Oh, 
<laughs> my hemorrhoid just swelled yeah, up three sizes. Up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There actually a, a story came out last night that uh, I feel like uh, the writer Olivia Nuzzi she wrote it exclusively for me, um, which was about the relationship between Donald Trump and Sean Hannity. Um, and on the uh, political podcast that we do, um, one of my co-hosts, Jake. Uh, he made the joke that he envisioned Sean Hannity, um, and this was before this article came out. He envisioned Sean Hannity and uh, Donald Trump as uh, the characters from Talladega Nights, Shake and Bake. So they talk on the phone every night, and before they go to sleep, Shake and Bake, you know. And it turns out they do. They do talk on the phone every night before they go to bed. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's, I mean, that's just like, like, it's, I don't know, it's amazing. Yeah, he's good. I can't wait. I can't, I hope Oliver Stone makes a great movie about all this. I know, I know, I know. Hopefully it's as good as Nixon. So have you seen the Kanye definitely has a type meme that I just shared in the chat? (laughs) (laughs) I had not seen that. It's good stuff. I think if I can, yeah, Josh can't check it. Oh, he can't switch over to those. Yeah. Kanye definitely has a type, and and what what's his her name? His, his famous ex, celebrity girlfriend, and then Kim Ex's, Kardashian, big buzz, Kim Kardashian, and, and then, then yeah. Trump in in tennis shorts. Oh man, <laughs> Kanye West. Yeah, that guy. So, so Oof. here was my here's my impression of Kanye West. I saw him on. I never really got into Kanye. I never really checked into it that much i oh, guess I, I dig his music and but as a person I he's, saw, he's horrible i like I, that king crimson sample he used yeah for sure i saw him i saw him on jimmy fallon i think and he was there was like a ton of people in his band or whatever and it really seemed to me like you know how they have those make a wish foundation things and you like you know, some kid gets to do something like yeah, yeah, yeah. do something that yeah. It yeah. was like he won a Make a Wish Foundation thing, and like he wanted to play with a real band. It was like he was the least talented. He was like auto talking, talking about Kanye now. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was he was auto tuned and still sounded horrible. And, like, everybody around him was really good. There was, like, a choir. There was, like, all these musicians who did a really fine job. And it was like they were placating this guy with no talent. Like, that's no, what it reminded me. It's like, he, he that's what it... it okay. Not, not, well, no longer... Talent is no longer required to be famous. Well, it, when, when Kanye uses autotune, um, he uses it, like, as an effect. Um, he's not trying to, like, no, for real. He's not trying to use it to like, I know, but still, yeah. it's still annoying as fuck at this point. It, it is. It was... Yeah. He overuses it. I would say, but he, as a, <laughs> as a producer, as a songwriter, he's, he's one of the best there is as a rapper. He's, um, I don't know about any of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not real We're sure. We're just going to have to agree to disagree. On this one. <laughs> I don't know. Listen to my, uh, beautiful dark Mr. twisted Kanye. fantasy sometime. You listen to that. I will. Definitely. That's fine. Absolutely. Anytime. uh, I'll pass. So uh, somewhat somewhat related uh, note, um, and just uh, FYI, people, um, 
we're uh, again doing something a little different this week um, because the loose format. <laughs> yeah, Josh and I couldn't really come up with uh, two bands to talk about, so we're just gonna talk about uh, bands that Josh likes. Um, starting also, with we're eventually gonna run out of life. bands, so we have we yeah, have to like start we'll, practicing we'll to, a, yeah, a future we'll format. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> so this whole anything goes loose loose format, you know. If yeah, we can, the, if we start getting by on our on our personalities, you know, then it won't matter what we talk about. <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. So, uh, Andy, well, did you get a, a chance to check out that uh, childish Campino video for This Is America? No, I know. I actually thought about it uh, yesterday, and then I forgot, and uh, so I have not watched it yet. All right, that's all right. Well, I've heard some people. I've heard some some some. There's some blowback that people are not digging this new stuff on the par with his older stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't I haven't listened to his record yet, but the video is fucking like great. It's uh one of the best videos I've seen in a really long time. Um and well better than that Guns N' Roses video with the dolphin? Oh of course not. No, okay. that's the greatest <laughs> just, video just ever. Making made. Sure. <laughs> I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. The guitar <laughs> solo on the fucking ocean? Are you kidding me? Oh, right. Yeah. I just had to I just had to kinda of see what level we're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and since you haven't watched it, I don't know. I guess I, I would, don't have too terribly much to say about it. I, I was hoping we can talk, talk about it next it. week. Yeah. I'll definitely watch it we'll, before yeah, next week. We'll talk about it next week then. Um, All right. So uh, I guess we should get into uh, our reviews. Um, so why don't you go ahead and uh, go first on uh, Janelle Monet's Dirty Computer? Well, I was all I was all excited to listen to this because I thought a first when you told me Brian Wilson's involved, so I was like, okay, cool, I want to check that out. And B, I was like all excited that I might like like something that was like new and hip and now and whatever. Yeah, maybe I'm a little might be a little cool. And, and you um, didn't like it. unfortunately, <laughs> I, I love okay, okay, no, no, I love the first song and I love the last song. The first song is is all Brian Wilson and it's it's really cool. She they that production is really nice. The last song is a total Prince uh, jam, and I dig that well, as well. I think it was. A, the, I think it the, was the second song was a total Prince jam too. It sounded almost well. Exactly I don't know, like maybe, Kiss. maybe, but I, I I don't know. Maybe it was the lyrics, but I just I did, did not really like anything. There was a there was like half of a song. I think it's track four. There was, I think that was the other one. Brian Wilson was on actually. And uh, that was kind of cool, but most of the album, I was just like, nope, not for me. So, uh, but no, I did, I did really enjoy that first song and that last song, and both of those songs I would listen to again or put on like playlists and et cetera, et cetera. So I did. Well, you got something out of it, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, And of course, you. And it's cool. It's cool that it's cool that someone who's hip and now and with it or whatever is referencing and and getting Brian Wilson to collaborate and shit like that, you know, because he's a, a legend and needs to live forever. Yeah, she's a <laughs> she's an extremely intelligent person. So, um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and she's definitely uh, some of her lyrics. Some of her lyrics betray that, but that's OK. <laughs> well, I mean, don't a lot of people's lyrics betray that? Uh, but, uh, Probably. There's a lot of stupid lyrics out there. Yeah, indeed, there are. Um, I'm a Kiss fan. I can't say shit about lyrics. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the worst lyrics ever. Some of them, yeah. Uh, some of them aren't too Most, bad. A lot of them yeah. are really bad. I don't know. They they get worse, right? Ooh, babe. Ooh, babe. They do definitely get worse. Uh, no, Ooh, mean, babe. No. I want to get on your case. Ooh, babe. I'm going to put my log in your fireplace. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty bad. 
That's pretty bad. That's as bad as bad as it can get, really. Yeah, pretty it's much. A, it sounds like they're just mailing it in. Like they just needed to fill in some syllables with something. It was just like uh, blah, blah, what's blah, something blah, that blah, is blah, obviously blah. about sex and rhymes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, uh, Bob Dylan did have a song that was just listening, listing uh, different kind of pies. So, <laughs> you know, pie pie is good and wholesome. <laughs> Sex with groupies, I guess that's no, good and wholesome too. But I don't know. Literally, that was the whole song, though. Just apple pie, apple pie, pumpkin pie, peach pie, pie. yeah. <laughs> And that's uh, I wonder if that's America's greatest lyricist or whatever. So. <laughs> right, right. I'm in the basement thinking about the government. Okay, never mind. So, uh, and you assigned me uh, an album by a band called Unicorn uh, Blue that I just discovered myself a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, indeed. And uh, this Unicorn. is fresh. Unicorn Blue Pine Tree, and this like I could not find like there were. Um, some reviews of their albums on uh, All Music. Um, there wasn't anything on Wikipedia. Like, I could not find anything about this band. Um, in fact, nope. there was no biographical information on All Music, just some uh, reviews. Um, of the most like information a real is unicorn. A, the most yes. information is on a Pink Floyd website. Really? Interesting. Well, because David yeah, Gilmore produced Gilmore, the album and, yeah, and, and, and played, played Pedal Steel. So, yeah. because of his involvement, there, you know, there's, there's, diehard Pink Floyd fans that want to know everything about anything any of those guys did. And so yeah. there is a Pink Floyd website that has a, a, a nice little article about Unicorn and how Gilmore found them and the story of recording the albums and stuff. And oh. when you when you described them to me, as I guess it would have been two weeks ago, uh, and I heard um, like <laughs> 70s country rock, I was like, I don't know. Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> that. No, dude. <laughs> Like no, dude, you're gonna love this. <laughs> yes, but you told me, you assured me that I would love it, uh, and indeed I did. Um, and it reminded me a lot of uh, Big Star, um, both because the lead singer's voice sounded actually a lot um, like the lead singer of Big Star, and it, like I guess it would, I guess I can see what you mean by country rock. There definitely was some of that, but it. It like a lot of it was just kind of like catchy, feel good, like seventies pop rock tunes, and I'm all about that. I love that shit. Um, if it was country rock, I'd say the emphasis was on rock um, with lots of like great melodies and harmonies. Uh, there was even a little bit of blues in there. Um, well, they're 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 British, so there's yeah, only so yeah. so country there's they're going to so be able to get. They can be, yeah. And, so I definitely hear the big star, and there's a lot of uh, solo McCartney kind of yeah, vibe in there too. I think absolutely. Um, about the only the negative thing I would say about it, um, it and this is just for the listeners because I don't mind I don't mind cheesy sometimes, uh, but some of the sound is a little dated and very mid seventies. But like I said, I I kind of like that's it. awesome. Yeah, I know I kind of <laughs> like that cheese. But uh, <laughs> just in case any listeners want to check it out, it's, there, there's it's is, recorded at Olympic Studios with you know yeah it sounds the great place where sounds pink, great yeah I mean it's yeah. immaculate production yeah I mean if you dig seventies production it's fucking immaculate seventies production yeah so yeah I definitely really liked that one and I dig seventies production me as well <laughs> uh, in fact that's one all I, about the analog right say that again. Oh. Oh, I said it's all about the analog, right? I mean, I, I'm definitely of that mind that you can get better with analog results with analog, but I'm 
I'm cool. I'm, I love the fact that I can sit in my bedroom with uh, my digital workstation and yeah. create music that sounds pretty damn decent, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's something to be and said. And then I don't have that. to, like, deal with a reel-to-reel machine and, yeah. and razor blading tape to make edits and all the maintenance on those machines, you know? I mean, if if I was a billionaire and could hire an, an assistant to handle all that shit at all times, you know? I'd have a macked out analog studio, but I'm, I'm, I'm totally, I, I love what digital can do for, you know. Yeah, you definitely uh, couldn't can, make. What make, digital can do for you. You couldn't make music <laughs> at the rate that you make music, uh, if you were trying to do it no. analog, like <laughs> uh, I, maybe an album I, every two years. Yeah. 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 I love, I love, I love technology. Yeah, it's so good for ideas and and stuff. You never have to worry about waste. That's the the thing. It's like right, right, same right. With, yep. Same with like video and or um, you know uh, tape. As far as uh, yeah, definitely. You you can just record whatever. Back in the old days, we would we would try and like we would leave some space on the end of like like eight at tapes or whatever, so we like have some space to jam. We're like, all right, we're gonna jam until the tape runs out. And you know, a, a few years back, we we took ourselves upon the challenge of jamming until the hard drive ran out, and we we went seventy four minutes, and the hard drive ran out. <laughs> nice. Wow, <laughs> that's a long jam. <laughs> the engineer was like, "Guys, I you ran out of hard drive space. I lost the last six or seven minutes." <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit! Wow, awesome!" Was it any good? Nice. Yeah, we we chopped it up into little pieces and used a bunch of it. Nice, that's awesome. Uh, no one's heard the uncut seventy-four minute jam, though. Oh, of course not. And uh, lost jam. So uh, a couple weeks ago, before uh, uh, Ryan uh, decided that you should uh, check out Genomine, um I had uh, given you Grizzly Bear, uh, Vicatomist. Um, so we'll do that one this week. Yeah, so that that's your assignment for this week, and I, I already described it to you, so uh, we don't need to do right, that right. again. Um, okay. And what do you have for me this week? I'm just going to peruse my list of 52 influential albums that I'm currently in the process of posting to Facebook, and I'm going to grab you an album that I think is amazing, and I don't know, I don't know if it's going to be your thing or not. Uh, have you ever heard any Jason Faulkner? Huh. Okay. Then the album is Jason Faulkner. Can you still feel? And uh, it's a pop rock masterpiece. Well, I like pop rock, so we'll see. And it's he, he does he uh, he plays every instrument and rec- produces. He does everything on his own. So he's he was a big inspiration on on me, uh, kind of trying that out, trying to like just see what I could do completely on my own. And what what year was this? Uh, I believe Can You Still Feel was 99. I need to double check okay. that. Yeah, I think it's 99, 99 or 2000, right around the turn of the century. That's cool. Just uh, just so I know that time period we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, I'll be, I'll I'll be curious to see what you, th- what, what you think. And uh, speaking of, um, why don't we go ahead and uh, go ahead and let's just plan for next week. Um, no guests, and we'll just do like uh, our top ten. Of those uh, top 10, ten most influential albums, yeah. Right, yeah, I'm gonna make a like a best of out of my right, list of 52, right, right. and yeah. Uh, which yeah, is yeah. not not necessarily our 10 favorite albums or what we would say are the 10 oh. best albums, um, just the 10, ten most, most memorable, yeah, most formative, they had the biggest impact, yeah, on us, yeah, exactly. Uh, and 
And so with that, we're, uh, I think we're done with all of our, uh, house cleaning for the week. Um, so we'll go ahead and, uh, we'll talk about the music that you like, Josh. Um, what were kind of the first, what do uh, you like? Yeah. What were the, what were the first kind of bands or artists, uh, that you remember getting into? Well, um, let me, let me give you a little background about me a, a little bit. So I've always been pretty affected, I guess, by music. Um, don't have to tell Andy about that. <laughs> so, so like, um, I'll give you a couple of examples. Like, uh, so the song, the song Sweet Dreams by Annie Lennox. Oh, I know. Yeah. I remember that about you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he cannot be, so, he cannot be in the room if that song is played. Really? Oh, dude. It, How do you feel about the Marilyn Manson cover? Doesn't bother me a bit. Oh, I think it's even worse, but that's cool. It's weird. Well, it's it's just the uh, I don't know what it is about that particular song because it's it isn't particularly scary or anything. But no. I remember being really like pretty young when I was a kid, and I don't remember if it was a dream or if it really happened. But seeing that t like that video on TV with uh, with her and like being so like horrified that I like just couldn't hardly move. I couldn't get close enough to the TV to turn it off. <laughs> and That's I had sad. nightmares and shit for a while. And like, and now, I mean, I, I, I realize how ridiculous it sounds. So I've just tried to like hang out while the song plays. <laughs> and I just, kind of disturbed. I just start sweating and I get, <laughs> I get pay, I get pale and just like it's it's horrible and i just i mean i've i've suffered through it but it's just it's really uncomfortable and it's like i'm trying to just keep my cool anyway so like also That's how i feel anytime i hear buck cherry <laughs> <laughs> so um i guess another thing is uh when i was in choir we had to do this um it was a Jesus Christ superstar medley, I guess. And there was one part that we were, we would sing to like this tape or something. And there was one part that was just the, I believe it was like the King Herod. Yeah. Um, something or other. And it was just instrumental. And for some reason it was so like funny sounding to me. It is pretty funny sounding. That I couldn't stop laughing. I would just like, I, I would just double over laughing every time, actually after the first couple of times, when that part would start to come up, my choir teacher would just send me out of the room because he knew it would happen. Nice. I, it just like, I just couldn't, just couldn't hold it in. Uncontrollable fits of laughter. Yeah. So like, there's certain things that just hit me like emotionally, like with music that, I don't know. I'm just very kind of sensitive to it. And so, um, I don't know, I guess the first, the first real album that affected me, um, as a child, probably, mm, well, there's a bit of a tie, I guess. 
there was Michael Jackson Thriller. Of course, yeah. Because everyone's list. Because we had it on vinyl, and it was like one of the whatever. Besides my parents' forty fives of like Linda Ronstadt and Oof. Kenny Kenny Rogers. Oh. <laughs> you got snow in the hole. In the hole, them. Yeah, uh, we had like my brother. I think got Donna Summers and Michael Jackson. I remember him holding my hand underneath the the couch when uh, the Vincent Price part came on on the yeah trying to scare me and stuff and um i guess that around the time um have you guys ever heard of yanni yeah of course (laughs) sure (laughs) so i have a funny yanni story so yanni tonight right now it kind of makes me want to go to sleep and sucks all of the emotion from my body. Yeah. Like my, so when I was, when I was a kid, so my (laughs) parents, my parents divorced a little after I was six or so. And I grew up with my dad and he would bring home ladies from the bar and 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 he would put Yanni on oh, loud, wow. I'm sorry, Yanni. Oh, wow. super, super loud in the living room to drown out right. yeah. the, sounds the, the fucking passion. sound. Yeah. The sounds yeah. of his passion. And so, so my first. That's, that's, that's disturbing. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a bad association <laughs> right there. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've, you've been to therapy and stuff for this, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I'm fuck off. Sorry. Uh, I ought to be, but <laughs> no. Just smokes a lot of weed. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's all, all the therapy anyone needs, really. Yeah, indeed. I just pissed off a bunch of depressants. Sorry. <laughs> hey, I. So, hey, I'm. I have clinical depression. That didn't piss me off. <laughs> uh, well, you, you, I mean, you you realize all you really need is to smoke a bunch of weed. For the most part. Right? Yeah. For the if most I, part. If I get in a really bad way, I'll get on antidepressants for a couple months, but that's about it. Yeah. I, I'd recommend Kratom next time. Yeah, I might try that. Uh, anyway, Josh. Anyhow. <laughs> oh, um, so, uh, yeah, where was I? I smoked y- a lot of weed Yanni today, too. And, uh, We're talking about Yanni. Yanni and your father, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> how do we go off the rails like this? <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, so quickly. So, yeah. I don't know. So, how, uh, how could three guys who are high doing a podcast go off the rails? Who can, who can really say? We're talking about Yanni and your dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Should I tell my really so, short, funny Yanni story real quick yeah, now? Sure. Yes, sure. Go for it. Yeah, please do. Okay, please so, do. so yeah, kill for time. This is this is this is quick. This is quick. When I I was worked at a record store for several years, and while I was working at the record store, a, a friend of all of us at, who worked at the record store occasionally would call and uh, make practical jokes. And you know, it's a business phone, so you have to be serious with everyone who calls, and you know, give them good customer service, et cetera, et cetera. So he calls me up one day, and he says. Y'all got any Yanni on cassette? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, yes, sir, we do. We have, we have, uh, like two or three different Yanni titles. And he's like, excellent. 
Do y'all have any Enya on cassette? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I was like, no yes, yeah, let me go look. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, we got like four different Enyas on cassette. And he's like, you got any Yanni up in you? <laughs> there you go. That's my funny Yanni story. I assume you lied. Thomas Tate, shout out. Thomas Tate might actually listen to this. So uh, if so, shout out to Thomas Tate. Uh, uh, that was a funny prank call, Thomas Tate. <laughs> and then uh, as another side real quick Andy Brown you know who Linda Ronstadt's backing band was in the early days right I do not the Eagles oh that's right that's right I, now that you mention <laughs> that yeah I remember that from that fucking like four hour long uh, Netflix documentary on the Eagles that I, I watched every second of it because it is fucking hilarious um but uh, we'll we'll get okay, more so, in. we'll get so, more into that when we do the uh, Eagles episode. So Annie Lennox and Yanni give you nightmares. You're very much affected by music. What was your first favorite band? First favorite album? First favorite band would be uh, Nirvana. That late. Nah, I, I guess my first tape was Alice in Chains. Their first one? And, um, what did I get? So is that... Jar of Flies? When, when you say when you... Was that, would that be when you say you got, like, into music heavily? Uh, probably. I mean, I, I guess I, that was when I first had access to instruments. I always wanted to play instruments, and I never... We're pretty poor, I guess, too poor to get instruments. So bang on the pots and pans. So yeah, it was kind of something like that. So I, I always like was trying to play something, and then it was like finally, uh, I get a guitar, and it's like, what can I learn how to play? Oh, these guys have a bunch of easy songs you can play with two fingers, and so. Which is why one of the reasons why Nirvana was so huge and influential because their stuff is easy to play and it's fun to play and you like, can learn it real quick. And... Yeah, as Josh can readily confirm, I can like barely play a musical instrument and I could play the uh, bass line to "Smells Like Teen Spirit." So, sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which I also mean, means you can play the bass line to "More Than a Feeling." <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Or. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't like uh like high school days or grade school days you didn't get it like any of the like hair bands like Skid Row or Guns N' Roses or whoever. I did, I did like those guys, but I I don't know that I would ever say that I had a favorite of any of those. I don't know if at that point I really ever had like a favorite music. Yeah. It was always just kind of um, what was on MTV and the radio and whatnot. And and whatnot, just whatever made me like, like feel something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then yeah, for sure. And I think I think that I, I enjoy music in a few different ways now, and I imagine, um, you probably do too, Andy. Um, uh, I'm not sure how to. Samford. Uh. Samford, Andy Samford, <laughs> uh, Andy Samford. Um, like I know, there's there's songs that I'll listen to, and on the you know they'll have a great melody, and they have a a cool chord progression, something like that. And 
they just sound good, well produced, slick, whatever, and and they feel good. And then there's a different way that you kind of, or that I kind of enjoy music, and probably you do, um, where it's a little more contemplative or cerebral. Like, I know if something's a lot more complicated, I may not enjoy it as much right at first, because it's a bit of a cacophony. Like, I sort of see a song as like a, a conversation and the instruments. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like a conversation about something like, like big, like where you would have a lot of, um, nuance in the opinions about the thing, like abortion or something like that, you know, some, some kind of thing like that, where there's not just a black and white, there's lots of gray area and all of those things are kind of expressing all the, instruments are kind of expressing a piece of that and if there's a lot going on it's like or if there's a lot of complex things going on it's kind of like somebody explaining their part or in that conversation that may be above your head a little bit or um, something like that like did more difficult to understand where you'd have to think about it a little more I guess. And so, so some bands like, I guess you would say like prog bands or something like that. I would have to listen to a few times before I would understand the language enough to unpack it and enjoy it, I guess. Whereas there's some songs that just, you know, like I said, are, are cool (laughs) just right from the get go because they're easy to understand. Sure. Um, and I don't know, more surface, I guess. It may not be fair these days, uh, it, unless I'm already aware that I know I'm going to get something out of it if I put some time into it. If it's like, if it's a new band and there's not something about it that, that appeals to me pretty immediately, there's too much stuff to find to, to, you know, spend a lot of time trying to like something i think that just naturally happens the older that you get honestly you just kind of uh and there's there's so much great music out there you know you can't you can't there's just not time enough in your life (laughs) once you start getting older to really give uh all too much that's new all that much of a chance right i mean no i mean there's some stuff i mean i love lots of new stuff but it usually i can tell immediately that that i'm gonna like it whatever yeah or, or if it's something new, I, I just within just like gra- grabs you, uh, yeah, immediately. If it yeah. if it's a new I band that I've never heard of before, I have to hear something that I know I'm going to like about it, like within thirty seconds of the first song or next. Like if it has a strong melody or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, like, really... like, like yeah, like like you've wowed me quick, and uh, now I'm interested in everything you've you've you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's kind of how it has to work. For me too, like it has to, it kind of has to at least hook you, and then. But see, but see, it's unfair because like, like, like something like OK Computer, I didn't like it the first time I heard it. You know, oh, it I took did. a while the, for that first that first note. I knew I loved it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess everybody reacts I guess, differently. I don't know, right? Yeah, that's something that I love it as much as I do now because of how much time I spent with it. You know, but. And it would be difficult for something new to break through my reality at this point in time like that, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah, there's certain things you definitely have to to feel for a little while or something to and I and I bet a lot of it has to do with nostalgia, like what you're doing when you're listening to that music. I mean, if somebody's giving you the thumb screws and you're listening to yeah. ACDC, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I doubt that brutal. people at Guant- Guantanamo Bay really like Skinny Puppy very much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take back everything I just said because the first time I heard King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, I was like, yeah, okay, that's kind of cool. And I probably wouldn't have even given it a second listen, but then I was like, you know what? I need to listen to this again. And then after the second listen, I was like, I need to listen to this. One, I need to listen to this one more time. And after the third listen, I was like, okay, yeah, I love these guys. I need to hear everything they've ever done. So, so, so I lied. So, so something can still break through my sphere, even if I don't necessarily get it the first time. A good example of that was that Sleep album, Dope Smoker. Like at first, oh, I, was, you, I yeah. was like. God, this is fucking boring, and I don't like this. Uh, it's like way too stoner metally for me. And then the second time I was like, eh. and then the third time I was like, all right, this is sweet. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes it could take some time, but uh, so the the first real big bands that you got into then, Josh, were kind of the the grunge movement. The a lot band. of a lot of grunge. Yeah. yeah. Um. Chris Cornell, Soundgarden. Yeah, um, Pearl Jam, of course, yeah. Pearl Jam, of course, everybody was into Pearl Jam. Actually, what else? I don't know, Satriani? Joe Satriani was kind of into that. The Offspring was yeah, one I that was kind of... Yeah. And it was kind of another thing that was fun to play on the guitar and easy, just a bunch of power chords. Um, typo negative. Oh wow! That's, I guess I haven't heard that that name in years. There's the Obi Wan Kenobi meme. Bloody, Bloody Kisses was a, a really cool album. It was October a great West album. It was, it was pretty good too. Indeed, this actually I I think I've seen Typo Negative live more than I've seen any other band. Wow! And wow. Not, I saw wow. Him, I saw him once. And kind of because of them being on tour with other people, like at Ozfest and and such. Like, but I think I've only gone to see them specifically like twice. Um, I went to see them with Godflesh, and the headliner was Danzig. But I went specifically for Typo and Godflesh. I left before Danzig came on, but they had fucked up the parking, and I was stuck in the parking lot until Danzig ended. You? Oh no. What a drag! I'm not, I'm not a big Danzig fan, so it was it was more like just like I had to sit for an hour and a half and like. I, li- get, I liked the Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode when uh, Carl's house started bleeding and Danzig. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, Danzig as a comedic character is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, have, Josh, have you ever heard? Josh, I uh, um, I actually told this story on the, the podcast once before. Uh, I think when we were talking about Black Sabbath, actually. Um, and uh, I don't know if you remember this. It, you were there. You were having the conversation with him. It, uh, you know Kurt Proctor? Uh-huh. Of course. Uh, of course. We were all stoned one night, and he was talking about Ozzy Osbourne, and he was like, uh, like seriously, man, Ozzy is like the king. He's like... The king, like, the king of rock and roll. 
Tons of dollars. I think the title's taken, but uh. <laughs> Ozzy's the Prince of Darkness. Everyone knows that. And obviously, you got it. You got into Ozzy and Black Sabbath, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You you can't not. Yeah. Like the if you if you like any kind of like metal alternative, like that's kind of where it, where it came from, right? Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, those those first <clears throat> few Sabbath albums are there was the, there was some hints of things pre Black Sabbath, but but the first Black Sabbath album really kind of defined it you know well john lennon claimed that he invented uh heavy metal with well Ticket to Ride, i want you kind of a I, stretch but i want you she's so heavy is pretty damn heavy yeah you know, oh that yeah that, that's, pretty, that song is that riff is metal, metal you know metal, but but sure. black sabbath the whole album pretty much defined yeah, what yeah, heavy metal is yeah that, that, there wouldn't have been metal without that album. like the beatles had hints helter skelter it was pretty yeah, metal but yeah, you know yeah. Where's the where's the whole album of Helter Skelter, you know? Yeah, for sure. And and what really defines it too, I mean, is like is like you know, is there a certain I've got my gain up to seven. It's like just <laughs> about it's just on the verge of metal or whatever. It's like or or ten and a half. Loud guitars, screaming vocals, pounding drums. You just know it when you hear it. Yeah. I, that's what it is, I guess. So, uh, so, so we've got, yeah, we've got the grunge bands and, uh, Ozzy Black Sabbath. Um, uh, what else or early formative kind of, uh, music that you really got into? I mean, there was Radiohead, of course. And of course, yeah, let's see. Um, Tool. I mean, oh, yeah, tool. that was, tool, tool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we bonded over that. Actually, I think those were kind of the first couple bands that you and I bonded over were Radiohead and Tool. I was yeah. slow to come around on Tool. Tool is really, see, that's one of the ones that's, that's nice because it, it pulls you in with a good melody. Usually, usually like, I don't know, it seems to me, uh, Maynard writes a good melody, and then, you know, sometimes the lyrics are even a bit disjointed because of the melody, like, uh... Well, sometimes the lyrics are just disjointed, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they serve the melody, is what you're saying. But, yeah, 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 and and a lot of bands, it seems like they have these kind of bass line melodies like they just wrote the words and then they're like oh well here's just gotta, some gotta chords just it, yeah. yeah and it just kind of there isn't a real melody telling the story it's just kind of like oh you have to you have to listen to the words to hear the story you can't just feel the story coming at you you know um so it, it tool kind of catches you right away with that and then it's just like, I don't know, you're listening to to anything, eulogy or whatever. You're like, oh, that's a pretty cool thing on the drums going on. Uh, that's Oh, well, that's pretty impossible. Wait, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then it's just like, um, I don't know. A lot of this stuff's brilliant. I think um, some of it may have gotten... I don't know. 
a little out of hand and became a bit contrived. Still, still good, but like, like they were just trying uh, a little too hard. Sometimes I'm real curious to hear this new stuff. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We we didn't uh, we failed to bring them up, Andy, when we did the uh, prog rock episode. Because I, I, yeah, I would, I I would mean... say lateralis is definitely prog. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. They definitely have a lot of prog <laughs> elements, but they're not like a classic prog thing. No, it's not. I mean, I, mean, more... I mean, neither is Mars Volta, but uh, they definitely qualify. Mars Volta, I'd say, is more prog than Tool, yeah, but definitely. I mean, I don't you know, it's like. But, uh, no, Tool definitely. I mean, shit, t- Tool took King Crimson out as an opening act. I mean, that's, yeah, that's fucking go. cool. There you go. And, <laughs> of course, fantastic musicians. They can play metal, they can play prog. Um, Oh yeah, and they do, they do a lot, they, they do a lot of complicated time signature stuff and a lot of, you know, interweaving of stuff and, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of deep, deep musical thought going on in there. And it, yeah. Maybe, I, I, maybe, I love Tool. Maybe it just be- took, it took me a while. Maybe the best drummer on the planet. Definitely one of the best drummers on the planet for sure. I would say so. It's, yeah, some of that stuff is just incredible. Boggles the mind, yeah. Yeah, for sure. just that kind of independence and just like, nah, you're not, you can't do that. Like, I, I think that. it's, I think it's Anima, the song, I think, that he has a part on that that's just ridiculous. Have either of you guys listened to the uh, Fibonacci sequence version of Lateralus? Um, isn't, isn't that just what it is? No, 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 they, someone, it was a fan theory that, that came up with this alternate track list for lateralists based on the Fibonacci sequence. It's, it's pretty interesting. Oh, no, I guess not. That sounds like a rabbit hole right there. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it, it's just, it's odd when you listen to it in that order, you're, you're like, maybe it was supposed to be in this order, you know, it just, it works so well. But, um, yeah, you know, considering how much, you know, there's a lot of mystery and weirdness with Tool, so you know I wouldn't put something like that past them. But no, it might yeah, also yeah, just be a, a Wizard of Oz, Dark Side of the Moon kind of thing, I like someone yeah, got high and got this idea, and like it happened to be kind of cool. <laughs> so, Josh, yeah. Josh, did you see a, a Tool in Boise on the Anima tour, the one where they walked off the stage? Yes, I did. Yeah, I was there too. <laughs> That was that was suck. I think that hey, was you got a magic trick for you. Yeah, I got Bye. a surprise for you. We're done. See ya. What they do? P- play short. The crowd piss them off. What happened? The crowd pissed them off. People were fighting. I, I told that story on the on the pod before. Uh, yeah, I don't fucking pay attention to these things. <laughs> yeah, people were moshing. You know, like. Uh, oh, that's right. I now yeah, I remember. Pissed them off. <laughs> and and Maynard Shut kept up. kept using like different psychological techniques to try to get them to stop. Right. And then right, yeah, right. eventually he was just like, "All right, here's a surprise. Fucking We're done. done with it. See ya." Um, but then I, but then I saw how, him. How long? I, how long would you say they played? I'm curious. How uh, they they may uh, have had to pay a fine. They may not have like it was fulfilled super their contractual long. obligation. What, what would you it say? Was, Maybe 30, 40 minutes, something like that. Uh, if they went forty five, they might have done it. But if they no, didn't, I don't, they I don't think they may. I don't think they hit forty five. I doubt yeah, it. I don't really I recall, so. but I do remember it being kind of short, and 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 it sucked ass too because it was such a great, it was a great venue, a great day. Yep, it was outside. They, it was a nice day. Yep. 
really they're putting on a really good show. They're all like painting it up and shit. Uh huh. I was pretty fucked um, up. Yeah. So. And it was it was great. Yeah, also, that would, yeah, that would be supreme bummer. But uh, then, yeah. but then I caught him on uh, the Lateralis tour in Boise, and that was fucking amazing. So they probably knew they had to fucking step it up for the next show in Boise. <laughs> they had to make up for that's that who, that's where they had the contortionists, right? Uh, I don't remember contortionists. Maybe uh, I, uh, they, there I, were no there were no house lights on the band at all. The the band was in pitch black, and they just had the screens playing stuff. Okay, I didn't, I don't think I saw that. I saw the one where they had the contortionist. I guess that was on... Um, 10,000 Days, maybe? Uh, no, it must have been Anima, because that's what they were from, like Schism? Or wait, that's a... Gosh dang! What's the lateralis? That's on lateralis, yeah. Yeah. Um. So it must have been lateralis tour. Oh, hey! It just and, just because I don't remember it doesn't mean it didn't happen. I mean, you know, these. Yeah, it was when you get well, chemicals it, involved. So. Mandela effect. You would have remembered because they like they came out on the stage and it was like a a dude and a chick. They're both naked, painted like silver, head to toe. And they were doing like from the schism video, like how they're kind of walking. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Heads yeah, down yeah, between okay. their legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then they like got in those little harness things and uh-huh. like climbed up to the top of the stage and were all like swinging around upside down on the above the stage. Yeah, and I it can't was it was a that. Tr- it was a trip, dude. It was like it was like a beautiful show. It was probably one of the, it's. Probably yeah, one of the great. best shows I've ever been to. And the gra- they're like the videos that they were playing on the screens were just fucking trippy as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was that, was, that was a fantastic show. So I saw them two or three times throughout the aughts. It was always highly incredible. Yeah, they're really good live band. So you liked Tool, um, of course. You liked Radiohead. Um, did, did you ever see Radiohead live? I haven't seen Radiohead live. Oh man! Yeah, I think they're, they're I I think I need to revisit Radiohead because I kind of I listen to I don't know everything to like OK Computer, and then I just sort of I don't know I haven't really. Then they changed, man. <laughs> they did change. Yeah, I, I remember they done some fact, cool I, stuff, but it's definitely different. I remember getting, in fact, a. Um, downloading an illegal copy before it was released of Kid A and burning it onto CD and bringing it to your house. Um, Because that was like, your dad wasn't living there, it was just you. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) And we put it it on and we were like, what's this? (laughs) (laughs) Is this radio? (laughs) What happened? (laughs) What the hell is this shit? (laughs) Yeah, I I stuck with it though and... uh, there, there were definitely some valleys, but there's been some peaks too. In fact, their yeah, la- yeah. their last album, I would say, is uh, maybe their best one uh, since OK Computer. Nice. Yeah, I have gotten. I actually pulled out a CD. I still like player. Kid A and Amnesiac more, but that's cool. Oh, I, I like Kid A a lot too. Don't get me wrong. It, it took it took some time, but it was a grower. It's a grower, not a shower. Yeah. They have a, they have a sneaky, sneaky way of, 
of getting under your skin, I they guess. They do. They definitely do. Because he's got that that shriek that's just like, it's a little uncomfortable at first, but then, you know, he lubes it up a little after a while. It doesn't hurt so bad. <laughs> it's a little comfy. Nobody. I'm not sure where this is going. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I just, I thought somebody was going to get that for after. It, yeah, it took I mean, me it a just, second, but then I got it. <laughs> so it just kind of, I mean, it just, it, it grows on you. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Kid A took some time, but yeah, eventually I, I loved it. Uh, and yeah. Okay. So we can, we can. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I well, I was just gonna. Yeah, their their later albums. Um, I still like uh, <clears throat> "Hail to the Thief." Like, I'm still not totally sold on. Um, but their more recent albums, are, they're definitely like that. They they sound really weird. Um, at first listen. Um, although the the last one I loved immediately, but um, like in rainbows, and then uh, what was the other one? Other one what? The other uh, like. In Rainbows and then, King of Limbs, yeah, King of Limbs. Um, those like took a little bit of time, but but they do exactly that. Like they get under your skin, um, and you, <laughs> you kind of find yourself like, oh wow, I'm thinking about that song a lot. I think I want to listen to that. What do you guys think? Sorry, a little off the subject, I guess. What no, do you I, think I of? About, I was about to change. Hey, this, this, anyways, is a, yeah. this is a tangent episode. So, <laughs> so what do you think of Extreme? The band? Yeah. Like Nuno Betancourt? Yeah. And Gary Sharon. Um, and Gary, Gary Sharon. And... Uh, here's, well, here's... Okay, I'll let... I'll oh, let you you want to go first? No, you, you go, go first? first, and then, and then okay. I'll, I'll follow it up. I was initially exposed to Extreme from the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure movie. No. And I, I, They're filming I was, a sequel, right, by the way. Of course, the yeah. third one, yes. But, uh, uh, so I was the right age, and I was into, like, hair metal. So I thought that the extreme song from Bill and Ted, which was uh, Do You Want to Play With Me, I thought that was, like, just a really awesome, fun song. So, And then they came out with Decadence Dance was the first single off their second Dance. album. Bef- and at the, that point in time when that song was out, that was, like, my favorite song. I loved that song so much. And I, I bought that album, and I, like, I was into More Than Words. Before it got huge, and uh, I mean, I was like, I was a big Extreme fan. I actually went to go see them live, opening for Winger. But I went for Extreme, nice. specifically, <laughs> specifically sure to see Extreme. Did. Sure but I did stick around for Winger. I did stick around for Winger. So anyhow, was, and I She's saw Winger again, opening opening for. Uh, that was the that was the second time I saw Winger because I also saw them open for Cinderella. So. Nice. So, <clears throat> at the time, I was a big extreme fan, but then they put out their third album, and and I I got kind of burnt out with the overexposure of More Than Words and Wholehearted. Yeah. And the third album yeah. I was not a fan of, and then at that point is when grunge hit, and uh, and my tastes <coughs> took a pretty big shift, and then I got into, and I got into Black Sabbath about the same time I got into grunge. So that was like a a gigantic shift for me. And now at this point, for nostalgia, I still enjoy. Some old hair metal stuff, but extreme at this point I can't really listen to and take it seriously. I I can still enjoy Decadence Dance, but that's about it. It's a little, it's just a little too, it's a little too cutesy. Yeah, that's the word. 
<laughs> that was way more than you were expecting to get on extreme, isn't it? It is, but I'm, I'm glad you, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of how I feel about like they, I don't know. Nobody ever has that much on them except me. Usually people are just like, <laughs> people are just like, oh yeah, those guys, the, what's that? That's, oh, the more than words. Oh yeah, I heard that song. That's pretty good. I don't know. I guess I like those guys. That's, that's about what you get. Usually. I'm at- I, I still, I, I check out, like, I, I watch that new live DVD they put out, just out of, you know, curiosity to see what they, what they're, what they sound like now and what they're doing. I mean, I, I, I you know, Betancourt's an amazing guitar player. He is an just, incredible guitar player. And Gary Sharon's a really good singer. And, but yeah, he was I, a lead singer of Van Halen for a little while there. For, for <laughs> yeah. some, for some reason that, you know, that like, pornography, it just doesn't hold up for me and I just can't really listen to it and enjoy it anymore. Alright, so he, I think here's the what lyrics I, are silly. Yeah, they are definitely silly. They're very silly. In fact, <laughs> like more than words, that song is a guy trying to convince a girl to have sex with him because otherwise, um, she obviously doesn't care about him. So that's, that's kind that's what, of a gaslighting song is what that is. But. That's what all my songs are about. <laughs> uh, Come on, baby. So. I was one. I was very white or something. I was kind of wondering hey, if uh, it's it, more than words, baby. Your words don't mean shit, baby. <laughs> I need that, more than words, you baby. Give me that sweet loving, baby. I you need you to speak loving. all your words and vowels, baby. <laughs> so I, I was kind of wondering if this would come up uh, because uh, I kind of feel bad about something, Josh. Um, because I, I, I did. I, I really got into extreme when. Pornography came out when I was in junior high, um, and then just like Andy said, like grunge hit, and I was I like, "Pornography." I was like, "Oh man, that shit sucks." And then so, you know, like a little bit after that, I got like too cool for school, you know, and that was when I was like really uh, judgmental with my musical taste. And uh, we were at your house one night, and we were all on acid, and uh, I think you put that. Uh, an extreme album on and uh i was kind of talking on acid yeah and i I was talking i don't don't know about that i was talking (laughs) shit about it and then i realized josh was standing directly behind me and i felt horrible (laughs) (laughs) you know some of those nuno riffs might blow your mind wide open on acid but some of that stuff just not gonna work for me yeah state of mind It, it it is it's it's so silly like the the lyrics are so silly but the but the i mean the guitar in it is it's phenomenal any any there's a lot of cool like, stuff like so many fills he almost never plays the same thing twice it's it's <laughs> i feel like he was i was at the time anyway felt like he was one of those people that just like he couldn't play out a key like unless he really really tried or something just had some sort of magical power but he's been he's been playing with someone big lately in their band their backing band who is it do you know i don't i don't i haven't really followed him since i'm gonna google uh, this real quick because it's like a big major artist oh i was looking it up too we'll see who gets there first (laughs) (laughs) let's see oh there was one other band i was gonna ask you guys well he played he played on nickelback Oh man! And and and, and and Rihanna. Oh man, that's what it was. Rihanna was the one else. No, Rihanna, Rihanna's fucking huge though, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
I got yeah, no, he's I got in Rihanna's no live live band. Yeah, and I got no problem with Rihanna. Nickelback though, ooh, that's unfortunate. Look, looks like it was just one song though. So. I, you know, there may he yeah. may have needed that couple thousand dollar check that day. That's you know? true. That's true. That's true. Extreme, <laughs> extremes not together anymore. So, I, they've reunited. They've been doing some stuff. Have they? Oh, really? Yeah, they they did a new live DVD last year and uh, a new studio album a couple years ago. It's not that good, but <laughs> they have done some stuff. <laughs> but they're working. Actually, there was there was there was one song there was one song on that re- reunion album they did that I thought was pretty cool. Actually, I'll tell you what it is here in two seconds. And you and you know what? Like uh, bands like that, uh, I, I like they don't have to make new good shit. Like uh, you're a working musician and somebody's paying you to make music. Like uh, just do it. Go get that money. I'm totally. The song's 100% called Star. It was actually 2008 when they did this this reunion album, but they've done a live DVD in the past year. But the song's called Star, and it's, it's kind of like a Queen kind of sound to it. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Nice. Interesting. Yes. I think I, I basically had that same same experience as you had with those guys. I mean, I don't know if I was into decadence dance as much as like little Jack Horney. Was probably one. That's probably one of my favorites. Just, just music wise. Yeah, it was pretty bitching. Not, not so much lyrically. <laughs> yeah, I know. Lyrics just. <laughs> you know what? I, you know, I think it. I think it's the horns on that album is what helps it not hold up for me, because it's such a. It's kind of a not a great horn production, and the the horn parts are kind of kind of cheesy. That's a yeah. Horns are uh, horns are a dangerous area if you're going to use horns. Like, do you, 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 you remember? Make them you remember? Good. You remember White Trash, Apple Pie? That song at all? Um, that same era. No. It was their one song. It was on MTV, but that was it. Oh, uh, is that pie. a Waiting for the Punch song? No, no, it's not Extreme. It's a band called called White Trash. I don't remember a thing about uh, the song, but I think it's I like remember metal with horns the, uh, video on a. Uh, Beavis and Butthead, and Pro- uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. were and they, they probably were, made fun of they it. They were not fans. Yeah, they were not. No, fans. not at all. <laughs> just, just you know, horns and metal did not quite pan out. So we we've, we've, yeah. uh, we've been meandering for a while here, and we can uh, we can we've, keep. We spent way too much long time on extreme. That's yeah, <laughs> well, we'll that was <laughs> much. We, we we can keep meandering, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna refill my glass and uh, step outside real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll pick it back up. But yeah, we we probably okay. Well, I'm, I'm gonna have talked to I'm gonna ask. Extreme. <laughs> are we gonna pause and you're gonna edit, or or uh, I I have a line of questioning. For Josh, which then I can ask you when you get back. All right. Um, no, uh, I'll, I'll we'll keep recording, and uh, you do your line of uh, questioning for Josh, and then uh, you can ask me when I get back. It's sort of rapid fire. Okay. Not not too much thinking or explanation. All right. Just, uh, okay. Yeah. So I'll I'll, right. I'll I'll quiz Josh, and then when you get back, we'll we'll do yours. All right. That that sounds very interesting. All right, so I'll be right back. All right. Okay, what I want to know is is both, like, of all time and presently right now in this moment, favorite band, favorite album, favorite song. And they don't have to be, like, the album and song from the band. Just, like, what's your favorite band, all time and right now? 
What's your favorite album all time and right now? And what's your favorite song all time and right now? Oh, goodness. Just, you know, fire off, you know, list yeah. a couple or whatever. Just, you know, off the top of your head. I would say favorite band all time would have to be Tool. Favorite song. Um, uh, all time. A- what's your favorite song of all time? For any reason. That's super tough. I would say there's actually there's a Bach prelude that I really really like. <laughs> would probably be my is favorite. That really a, is that a song though? Are those considered songs? I mean, I'm just I'm curious. I, think, I don't really know much about classic. I'm, I like what I hear, but I don't really know much about it. Are um, those considered songs? Yeah, yeah. They're they're different songs in like a suite. They're okay. Typically. They're they're not really, they're not like movements or fuego, fuego or whatever, you know. Sure. You, you, I guess you could call do they, them. Do they ever, do they call them songs? Do they use that terminology? Um, they would call pro- it like a proper, minuet or a proper classical a prelude. terminology. Yeah, they probably have proper classical terminology. All right, what's your favorite rock and roll or pop song? Rock and roll. Time? Pop song. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a little better. Rock and roll or pop. Uh, um, geez, that's really tough. <laughs> Mr. Crowley? Mr. Crowley. Kind of like pops off the top of my head, I guess. Right. That's pretty badass. Um, and then album. I remember. Um, I would have to say. Mm, Anima. By tool. Okay. And then um, right now in the present moment, what is your current favorite album, favorite song, favorite band, or most listened to at the moment? Most listened to? What have I been listening to? Um, yeah, I've been listening to, I, I like a band called Watsonville Patio. It's just like a, I don't know, it's a fun band that I they played a few times in Boise and I got a couple albums and um they're like a chick singer pop type of band um I don't think they're together anymore but that's kind of what I've been listening to lately when I gotcha have something to listen to do you have a particular current favorite album and song or just that that band pretty much um that band and Gosh, what else is have I been listening to? Um, gosh, Sublime would be another big one too. Sublime is a pretty big band. Current or all time? Would you say all time? Mm. I guess. Or currently, you've been getting into them. Well, we uh, we listened to them together back in the day. So yeah, yeah, I would say probably an all time. That's like a. They're pretty much a staple for me. 40, All right, Brown, 40, we're gonna go. We're gonna go. Forty. Well, hold on, go, hold on. Forty ounce to freedom, yeah. or the uh, um, the one that had all the hits on it. Uh, forty ounces. Yeah, correct answer. They're they're well, they're both pretty good. I actually they are have both the pretty good, but forty ounces way better in my opinion. It is. Yeah, it is. 
All right. I can't my- stand Sublime and personally don't ever want to hear them. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's just, but that's you, just my opinion. You, you don't let, you, he, he does not like white boy reggae. He doesn't like the clash, for instance. So. <sighs> yeah, I just can't do it, man. Do you like Ika Mouse? I don't know if I've ever listened to them. Uh, they're a pretty fun reggae band. I, I got to see those guys in Boise. Um, because I got free tickets because I knew the opening band, uh, Coco Pele. Coco Pele. Coco Pele. The, the guy, I saw the guy in, a, in the strip club and I kind of lived like, I lived like two houses down from him and would be walking by and bullshit with him and stuff. And the guy like, he's like, hey, I'm playing this show. Here's some tickets, and they opened for this band, Ecomass. It's this huge black I've dude. Heard, I've heard of them. I just I don't think I've ever heard them. I'm familiar with the name. What was it? Black guys doing reggae though. It was black guy. Okay, it, the then, dude is then, huge. Then they might too. have a chance with Andy. I'm not. I'm not listening <laughs> with my eyes. It's just something about when white guys do reggae. It just doesn't. Just doesn't. Just translate. doesn't work. Yeah, it just doesn't work. You know, I don't right. need to know just, what color they are at first. I'm just when I hear it, I'm gonna be like, okay. And then if I'm if it turns out it's black guys playing white guy reggae, then okay, well, whatever. But I'm not listening with my eyes. <laughs> Alright, so is, is it my turn in the in the clockwork corner? Rapid chair? fire. No rapid right. fire, just whatever the first yeah. thing that comes off the top of your head. And some of these All we've right. already talked about and we'll know, but uh, you know, I did his, so I'm gonna do yours, and then I'll do I'll just ramble off mine real quick. So right. I'm looking for all time and currently in this moment. Favorite band, favorite album, favorite song. Okay, well, favorite band all time um, be the Rolling Stones. Um, favorite album all time uh, depends on when you asked me. Um, right. I guess Revolver. Um, favorite okay. song, favorite song all time and current is uh, like a Rolling Stone. Um, Favorite current band is Radiohead. Uh, favorite current album, honestly, uh, what I've been listening to uh, most. In this moment, right now, what's your favorite yeah, album? Yes. What I've been listening to most lately uh, have been the two Use Your Illusions. Nice. Yeah. That Guns N' Roses episode got me way back into the power ballad of Guns N' Roses. So. <laughs> Especially Estranged. I've watched that video probably like 50,000 times since we did that episode. And what's your favorite song right now? Like a Rolling Stone. That's always my favorite song. Always. Oh, like, okay. All right. All right. Oh, well, I guess like if, if you wanted this, to do what, like. I just want to right now. Like what's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like if you uh, were running a billboard chart of your playlist, what's the song you've been listening to the most because you just want to keep going back and hearing it? Uh, then <laughs> that would also be Guns N' Roses and would be estranged. Nice. Like I said, That's I've watched that video way more times than it's healthy. All right, I'm just going to go real fast. Okay. Favorite right. band of all time is Kiss, of course. Of course. My Ooh. current favorite band, I mean, Kiss is always my favorite band, but my favorite band that, like, right now that I'm listening to the most would be King, King Gizzard, Gizzard and, and the Lizard, Lizard Wizard. Wizards. Yep, I knew that. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. And um, <laughs> my favorite album of all time is Peasants, Pigs, and Astronauts by Kula Shaker. And wow. my favorite album right now, in this moment, is uh, the new Sleep album. That's the album I've been listening to the most. Yeah, that one's really good. That's the really Sciences. Good. 
And song-wise, my favorite song of all time is the first song on my favorite album of all time. It's called The Great Hosanna by Kula Shaker. And, and, then, and then followed very closely by Stay Forever by Ween. Oh, yeah, and then um, my favorite song right now is Beginner's Luck by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yeah. Nice. So who is this Kula, Kula Shaker? Kula Shaker well, came out uh, a couple years after Oasis. And yeah, they like outsold Brit pop bands. They outsold Oasis's debut album, so it kind of started a little, little bit of a rival, Kula Shaker Oasis rivalry. But Kula Shaker was a little bit more neo psychedelic. They yes, had a lot of definitely. Pink Floyd in their sound, a lot of uh, Doors in their sound, uh, a little bit of Dylan in their sound, a little bit of Alice Cooper, Bob Ezrin type production stuff in their sound. Their first album was huge in the UK. It was kind of big over here they had a couple little hits didn't biggest quite, thing didn't was probably quite hit the way oasis or blurted over here right yeah. the biggest thing they did over here was their cover of uh hush originally done by joe south made famous by deep purple and they mm-hmm. did it for the soundtrack to scary movie so that was probably their biggest thing over here um their second album was actually produced by bob ezra and this is my favorite album of all time not even i i didn't even give you my favorite of all time when i signed you a cooler shaker because i want to hold out on that one Ooh. Eventually, I'll give you that one, All or right. you'll find it on your own. That, but, uh, but yeah, that it was produced by Bob Ezrin, recorded on David Gilmore's boat, and I just, man, that album from the instant I heard it, just completely connected with me, and then I listened to it on all sorts of um, substances, and just <laughs> that that album, and it's just stuck with me. And I mean, uh, there's, I don't know, it's just something about, I mean, you know, there, you know, I don't know, something about that album. All right, so. I, I have a couple questions for you, Josh. Um, the first one is, because uh, I, I can't remember if we ever listened to him back in the day. Uh, did you ever listen to Ween all that much ever? Not so much, no. All right. It seems like it seems like you were always the one that was into Ween, and I, and I just never owned an album. Yeah, but. yeah. Me, me, and Josh both got. Uh, or not, uh, Josh, uh, Jacob. Um, yeah. yeah, me and Jacob were both into him. Um, if you play guitar, I suggest the Live in Chicago DVD as the gateway drug into Ween. You guys aren't into jam band kind of stuff at all. No. Are you? Not really. No. So a, a bit here. A little, uh, not really. I li- like I like Warren Haynes, Haynes I, maybe. Well, I like Warren can- Haynes as a guitar player. And Ween, Ween is kind of Ween gets lumped can, in with can, that Ween sometimes. Ween can be jam, jam bandy at times. But they're not a jam band. Yeah, right. no. What about like widespread I like Chris, panic? I like, no, I don't like panic. No. I like Chris Robinson. I like the stuff he does. I like Chris Robinson Brotherhood. And that's kind of jam bandish. Jam okay. bandish. And I, I don't even mind like a 15 minute long song. Uh, but if it's just like Grateful Dead, like wide spread panic kind of style stuff where it's kind of the fish. same thing. Yeah. Fish, the same thing. Just, yeah. I have learned to appreciate some dead. I can get into some dead. I don't some, mind. Them, but yeah. I don't like, I don't like fish. I don't like panic. I don't like leftover salmon. I don't like Mo. I don't like, have you ever heard twiddle? Twiddle is the worst jam band ever to exist in the history of the world. I should have put that on our bad music. Episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Twiddle. God damn it. They're from they're from the same town as Dave Matthews Band. Oof, that's a bad town. And it's like, oh, it's just so, it's so terrible. Wharf Rat is a awful. really good uh, Grateful Dead song. I like that song. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I definitely I, dig Warren Haynes though. He's a great guitar player, and I like his Government Mule and his jam stuff. 
I think Candlebox is, I don't know if they're from around here or, or something, but they, they, uh, did their, uh, album cover where they're in front of like a drive-in movie theater screen. They did here just off island, like an Anacortis. Candlebox is not a jam yeah, band. I know, I know that we're from <laughs> yeah, that sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a tangent unrelated to jam. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, no, just had to get it in there. Yeah, I don't like Candlebox, candle but a, yeah, no, no. they're not a jam band. No, uh, Candlebox has been a punchline on this podcast. I don't, I don't like Seven Mary Three either. No, no. Uh, uh, I guess my, my other question, um, because I, I know the stuff that you used to be into um, when you lived around here, obviously. Um, cause we hung out a lot. Um, but, uh, like what, what stuff that you've been into, I guess, uh, say in like the last 10 years or so, um, that maybe you weren't into that, uh, I, I wouldn't know about. Um, I got really into, um, uh, Gogo Bordello. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are cool. I guess. Those guys are really cool. It's like super fun music, uh-huh. I guess. Gypsy Punk World like, Strike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um. Did you see gosh, them live? What else? I haven't, no. Yeah, I would love I've to. heard it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I, I haven't either, but. It seems like it would be. He's, I've seen a video of him live. Yeah, uh, yeah, and they're insane. Yeah, they are. Uh, is there anything different? Let me see. I'll have to. I might have to mull that one over. It's it's crazy because I had like a really big dry spell there for a while where I couldn't really find anything great. So I just started trying to find stuff um, that I missed. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe, yeah, yeah, or yeah. thought that yeah. I thought that I might have missed. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely else? do that. Like, I uh, just within like the past few years, I've gotten into like Fleetwood Mac uh, and even like Paul McCartney and Wings um, that I like actually like used to hate. Um, not because I'd ever really, listen, right. not because I'd ever really listened to it, just because I had this kind of snobby view, like, oh, that stuff sucks. And then I like actually like started to get into it and listen to it. And I was like, I don't know, actually this stuff fucking rules. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Clutch, I guess that's a band I, I dig quite a bit. I don't know if you guys listen to much Clutch. I've never even heard of them. I'm going to have to say that I actively dislike Clutch. Oh. Uh, all I'm right. That's okay. <laughs> my cousin, my, I know, I, I know a lot of people that really, really dig Clutch. And my cousin's huge into Clutch. He tries so hard to get me into Clutch. Um, eh. I, I don't know what, I don't know what it is about. It just doesn't, doesn't work for me. But I, I mean, I, I, I like a lot of stuff that's similar to Clutch, but just for some reason, Clutch just doesn't do it for me. This is all, this is all subjective. Of course. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry, my personal yeah. opinion. Yeah. Clutch yeah. compared to like Nickelback. Clutch no, is like I'm... fucking Led Zeppelin compared to Nickelback. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a like a good band. They're a great I would, band. 
I would say that they're Beethoven, smoking live. It's just doesn't appeal to me personally, my taste. I would say that oh, yeah. objectively, Beethoven is better than uh, Lincoln Park. But uh, like, <laughs> other than those kind of like extremes, like yeah, it's all right. It's all subjective. Yeah. No, we're done talking about extreme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For crap's sake, Andy! God damn it! <laughs> Fuck shit! <laughs> Uh, well, what about uh, what about Mars Volta? Since we brought them up earlier, did you ever uh, listen to D Less in the Comatorium? Or uh, what was their follow up that was way more proggy? Francis the Mute. Yeah, Francis the Mute. Did you ever check out either of those albums? Uh, not Francis the Mute. And this one, I actually ju- the uh, Comatorium. Mm-hmm. I I just tried to. Um, play it, but I don't have a functioning CD player, it turns oh, out. I had to dig something out, and I was like, you know, I haven't listened to this shit for a while, and I don't have it on my any of my devices. And uh, I tried to put it in this old CD player, and it didn't work. I'm like, you can uh, usually find them at Goodwill for about five bucks a pop, but it's a crapshoot if it's going to work when you get home. No shit, but it's, yeah... Well, and there is, I mean, yeah. you're, you're on an iPad mini right now. You can, like, there's YouTube and, uh, Spotify and shit. CD sounds That's so much true. better than YouTube. It does. I know. I know it does. But, I mean, if you don't A lot of times choice. I just, actually what I, what I did is I, I just put it Silence on the Mars. Is a choice. The Mars Volta, uh, Pandora station. That's <laughs> what I ended up doing. That would get you some weird stuff. That would get you some very weird stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. It does. What do you guys think of Frank Zappa? Oh, he's fucking cool as hell. I have a Frank Zappa story. Okay, I, I like a lot of Frank Zappa. And still to this day, there's some Frank Zappa that I do enjoy. But uh, on a uh, t- we were on tour on the road, and the drummer in the band was a massive, massive Frank Zappa fan. And for some reason, he decided we were going to listen to Frank Zappa for the next 12 hours. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that would would turn me off of Frank Zappa, too. Yeah. And I was already pissed off at him for other reasons on this little tour. So, um... Yeah. And we're we're great friends. I mean, we're it's all everything's great and kosher, but at that point in time I was really mad at him and then he played 12 hours of Frank Zappa and at that point I was like I don't ever want to hear Frank Zappa ever again. Similar similar so reasons long... to why you don't like uh PJ Harvey. <laughs> yeah, 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 I just heard that album over and over and over at the record store and I was like, "Oh my god, please not again." Yeah. <laughs> That's why like to this day I I love fucking Pearl Jam um and I can't even get into that stuff she did on the Desert Sessions with with Josh Home and uh, Just because of that, yeah. Yeah, that's just ah. that's like to this day I love Pearl Jam and Ten is my favorite Pearl Jam album still, and I I cannot listen to Jeremy, I just can't. <laughs> Jeremy Smoketail, <laughs> grass today. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Fortunately, fortunately, the overplaying of Jeremy didn't ruin the rest of Ten. No, no, no. Thankfully, which can happen sometimes. I kind of almost did it with Even Flow too, but not quite. I can still dig Even Flow. Yeah, yeah, that's a great song. It's a fucking awesome song. Thankfully, they didn't come close with Alive. Uh, I would have been super pissed at MTV if they had ruined Alive for me. That riff totally stolen from a Kiss song. I know you mentioned that proudly when by we Mike McCready. About, uh, 
Yeah, when we did the episode, <laughs> we talked about that. Yeah, that'll be cool because I've never really listened to Kiss outside of uh, you know the radio yeah. songs. So, probably. Have you listened to the Kiss My Ass album? No. That has that has members of Tool. It does. Yeah. They All right. Do, so uh, what is this? Yeah, I've never. I've never uh, been it was part the. Of it. it was. If if I don't know if you remember, but in the early '90s, there was a little fad of tribute albums were coming out for like every classic artist that you know. I can't. If I were a carpenter, right? Blah, and there was, blah, blah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I can't remember which one like really like set it off. I, th- I think it was. I don't know, but it was like everyone was getting a tribute album, and it was basically current popular artists doing cover songs right, of right, right. one artist. Yeah, gotcha. And so, Kiss decided to put out their own cover album. They weren't going to wait for someone else to do a tribute album to them. They were going to do a tri- <laughs> they ahead of tribute the album to themselves. <laughs> and so um, they hired. Kiss my ass. And like, and the whole time they're saying, yeah, we're going to have Nine Inch Nails on it. Soundgarden's going to be on it. Alice in Chains going to be on it. Megadeth's going to be on it. And it ended up, it was Lenny Kravitz, The Lemonheads, Jim Garth Lawson, Brooks. Ooh. Garth Brooks. Ooh. Dinosaur Jr., which was cool. Yeah, that, that uh, was Shan- cool. Shandy's Addiction. Shandy's Addiction, which was uh, a couple guys from Tool, a couple guys from Faith No More, and dude from Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. And, um, and then there was uh, 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 Extreme was on it. And, um, wow. We've come full circle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God damn it. The Dinosaur Jr. thing was pretty cool. I'm trying to remember who else was on it. Uh, it was someone, I don't know, but it was like, you know, no, no real, besides Lenny Kravitz with, uh, Stevie Wonder on harmonica, that was probably the big, and Garth Brooks. Those were the big names. And, and the so Garth Brooks, of, the Garth Brooks one I remember was kind of funny because you, you couldn't tell it was him. Really, it's hard, he's song, doing Hard Luck Woman, so he's sounded uh, and uh, and the backing band on the Garth Brooks track is Kiss, so it just basically sounds like <laughs> so like Kiss with Garth Brooks doing uh <laughs> yes, that is, that is exactly it. they pre- they performed live on uh, Letterman or Leno, they did it live. Nice, yeah, outstanding. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my ass. It's yeah, uh, you know, there's a couple interesting things on it. It's it's. I can't listen to it anymore, really. <laughs> Toad the Wet Sprocket doing Rock and Roll All Night was the, no, oh, not good. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that seems <laughs> yeah. like a mismatch. I mean, I don't mind some Toad the Wet Sprocket, but... But yet, I, like, Nine Inch Nails like was supposed to do Love Gun, and and Ozzy was going to do a song with um, Megadeth. I don't know. I can't remember the exact details, but Anthrax. That was the other band that was on it. That was pretty decent, but... I'd imagine, yeah. Not, a, not really a big name in 1994. Whatever happened to that band that I think was under like Ozzy's label, um, just for a little while maybe. They had a guitar player named Meigs Rascone or something. Hmm. One of those um, faceless late nineties, early aughts alt metal bands. Uh something like that. Meigs Meigs Rascone. Col that, yeah, that Cold Chamber. Yeah, Cold Chamber. Yes, Cold yeah. Chamber. Oh, yeah. Jesus. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank Gosh. you. Gosh, I'm trying to think of just bands that I've that I ended up seeing like in places uh, that you didn't exactly shows. intend to. <laughs> yeah, actually, a lot of really was... really interesting weird bands because they were opening acts for the band I wanted to see. One that was a real pleasant surprise was a band called uh, Royal Crown Review. 
Heard Have of you ever I've heard, heard of them. Heard of them. I think they do. I think they had a popular song called Zip Gun Boff or something. Oh, that's the modern, uh, um, uh, kind of like the, the swing ska kind of thing. Yeah. yeah like that the little, it had that revival for like a minute. Yeah. Zoot Suit Riot, Riot. Throwback on the beer. Throw beer. Hey. So Drink a beer. They weren't, they weren't those guys, but I, I got to see them live. Oh, that was someone like, else. <laughs> yeah. They were, they were adjacent. To that, that was the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. That was the that's Cherry right. Poppin' Daddies. One of the worst names for a band of all time. One say. of the worst yeah. bands of all time. Well, I don't yeah. know I'd go that far, but I'm yeah. not into that kind of thing. Oh no, I hate it. I, but that's a strong statement. Just, just, I mean, just if I want to hear that, I'll just listen to One Step Beyond by Madness, and I am good. <laughs> One step beyond. <laughs> or our house, our house in the middle of, in the, our middle street, of the street. street. Our house. That's, if I want to listen to white guys pogoing, that's where I'm going. Yeah, there you go. There you madness. Go. No one does it better than madness. I su- I stumbled in on a guy called that one guy. This that guy had in that one guy, and this guy had invented an instrument made out of pipe and like a string. And he just was like a one man band. It was pretty. It was pretty interesting. He has a website. I think you can listen to a song or two. It's that. And then for some reason. the number one guy is pretty, I don't know. Did he go viral at some point? Probably so. Um, he's kind of a interesting. And I just, I just happened to walk into a bar in Boise and he was playing. I was like, well, this is interesting. Who's that playing? Oh, it's that one <laughs> yeah. guy. It's that one guy. It's that one guy. Yeah. Oh, his, best name for a, best best name for a band ever? Free his, beer. That is the best name for yeah. tonight. <laughs> Free beer. <laughs> and bare naked ladies. Oh wow! Oh wow! This is yeah. true. This is true because I just googled that one guy, and uh, he did a project called ladies? Frankenstein Brothers with. Buckethead. Bare Naked Ladies? Buckethead, oh Buckethead, no. Buckethead, yes. Do you, do you know how many albums Buckethead has out? <laughs> and then, so the, It's like 150 so, or something at this point. So, so the, the, <laughs> so the, the project was called Frankenstein Brothers and the album was called Bolt on Neck. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's very creative. <laughs> the Buckethead that, story is pretty, pretty tragic actually. He's got, uh, he's, he's like, go. no joke, uh, you know, not, not being funny. He's, um, he's got some sort of debilitating, uncurable disease and he's basically just trying to like make as much music as he can before he can't do it anymore. That is depressing. That is depressing. Yeah. yeah. But he has like 150 that, fucking Andy. albums out. He does. <laughs> You're welcome. Way to, way to bring it. You mentioned Buckethead. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, another thing about, uh, that one guy, uh, his second album is called uh, Songs in the Key of Biatch. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I do remember seeing that. That's outstanding. Yeah. It was pretty funny. It's like it's pretty interesting how he He has heart arrhythmia, whatever that is. Yeah, heart it, arrhythmia? It heart arrhythmia? 
And it, what Buckethead has. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A heart arrhythmia. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Will, that will uh, that will take you down eventually. Um, so that that one guy, his instrument, uh, he has three actually. Uh, the magic pipe, which, like Josh was saying, <laughs> a homemade, electronically rigged pair of machined aluminum pipes uh, connected by adjustable phosphorus bronze joints with each pipe hosting an orchestral bass string. He also has... The, I think I have seen this guy. He also has the magic boot, uh, which is a cowboy boot that is wired and fed through the magic pipe's audio lines. And he has the magic saw, which is also a saw, wired into the main effects box. So, he's at least uh, creative. You would do you think he was sitting in a tree on mushrooms when he decided to do all this? Probably. Yeah, probably. Just like Father John Misty. It seems like a kind of Father John Misty kind of... It does kind of. <laughs> Have you listened to Father John Misty, Josh? Dude, I've got it, man. I've got it. <laughs> I'm going to call myself that one guy. I'm going to play an instrument like... called the Magic Pipe. Magic Pipe. Oh, man. I see it now. Uh, Have you heard Father John Misty, Josh? No, I've never even heard of that. Oh, wow. Yeah, you should check that guy out. And Andy doesn't like him so much, but I think he's... Is he a a musician? Yeah. Yeah, he's a solo artist. Yeah. He used to be... uh, um, what was the band he was in? He was the drummer for the Fleet Foxes, and then, like Andy said, uh, he he was living in Seattle, and he decided he did just one night that he didn't like being the drummer for the Fleet Foxes anymore. So he drove his uh, uh, VW bus down to L.A., um, took mushrooms for the first time, and ended up naked in a tree, uh, and came up with the uh, moniker Father John Misty, and yeah. The rest is history. So. <laughs> wow. You want to hear a, a, a funny story? No. So I, so I Googled <laughs> my name. I Googled my name. Uh-huh. And, you know, I always thought if I was in a band, like, there'd be no way I could name it, like, anything with my name in it, because Josh Martinez just doesn't look good in lights, you know. And it turns out you that sound there's... sound like a shortstop. It does sound like I a do? shortstop. Yeah. Josh Martinez. Yeah. Middle infielder, utility infielder for the St. Louis Cardinals. Speaking of which, I don't, I don't like baseball anymore. Uh, uh, because, uh, something that happened earlier this evening. Let's go Braves. Let's go Braves. Fuck off. Anyway. Whoa. (laughs) Anyway, continue your story, Judge. Uh, I don't know. What's this Braves thing? Who's the Braves they kicked the fan? Cubs' ass today. Yeah, to make they beat Braves beat the Cubs today. Fucking Jose Bautista, did he bat flip? I was listening on the radio. Did he bat flip for that three run bomb? I wasn't watching. I was at work, so I don't know. Uh, I was listening on the radio. Yeah, no. sucks anyway. Joey bats. Uh, oh yeah. So I googled my name, and there it turns out there's this guy named DJ Josh Martinez, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Da, da, da. Checked him out. Turns out that that's just his stage name. <laughs> I'm not cool even, name, man. I, I'm not even kidding you. So that's great. So, 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 the guy, so there's still hope for the Josh Martinez experience. <laughs> I guess so. 
Well, the guy's name is like DJ. His name is like Matt something, and I guess um, him and his friends were sitting Clark? around and and he looks he looks like I guess kind of like me a little bit um, racially ambiguous. Yeah, and so they thought we're thinking like all these names, like you know, like Bob Sanchez or something right, right. like that. <laughs> and then they came up with something like the Kosher Rican <laughs> Josh. <Martinez. laughs> so, That's good. That's fuck? good. I like that. I like that. The Kosher. Rican. So. So that's how they, I guess, came up with. I just, I thought it was hilarious because, you know, I don't know. Hey, there he is, DJ Josh Martinez. <laughs> DJ Jazzy Josh. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So yeah, we're we're getting a little uh, we're getting a little long in, in the tooth at this point. Um, Indeed. But uh, yeah, any, anything that. Uh, we haven't gotten to the. I mean, I'll, I'll obviously. You specifically wanted to mention? Yeah, I'll, I'll cut this down. Obviously, it's going to be shorter than it is. But uh, yeah, anything that yeah. you definitely wanted to make a point to bring up that uh, you didn't get a chance to. Um, no, I suppose not. And if I if I did, I'd forget. I've forgotten it by now because I'm <laughs> tired and stone. Yeah, I have one. I, I have one addendum. Okay. I'm gonna Proceed. I'm gonna wait on the Jason Faulkner. I'll send that to you another time. I'm gonna go ahead and send you the other Cooler Shaker album since I talked about it a bunch in this episode, and we'll be talking about it next week in the ten most important albums. So that's a that's a very good idea. I want a you very to hear good idea. Right. Cooler yeah. Shaker, Peasants, Pigs, and Astronauts. Yeah, so I, I'm changing I, my selection. Yeah, that that was one of the ones he recommended to me. Uh, in this, uh, that was my very first, re- very that first, uh, yeah, the very was. first. Yeah, but I, I, I sent you I Pilgrim's Progress bit, because, so. because I knew Pilgrim's Progress would probably appeal to your sensibilities just a little bit more than Peasants, Pigs, and Astronauts. But, but now that you're like, drug. yeah, but now that you're like, you know, firmly in, you know, like you dig the Kula Shaker, especially the fact that you like, you like the, when they picked it up, like the modern blues and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you may enjoy Peasants, Pigs even more as well. All right. Cool. Cool, cool. So, uh, yeah. yeah uh, oh, and uh, I forgot. Earlier in the show, I was going to mention this, and I forgot. But if you've listened to all of this, uh, dear listener, then this is definitely for dear, you. Dear listener. Uh, we, do, we do now have a Patreon. Um, oh, yeah. And I'll put a link in the description. Um, I'm not, we're not going to give you anything um, for <laughs> giving us money at this point. We will... Uh, down the line at some point uh i just realized that uh i'd probably scare up some bonus content if i uh if i think about it you i'm sure you could i'm sure you could you have vaults uh of stuff that we can put up um but uh yeah i just realized that uh i've been putting about 20 to 30 weeks uh or 20 to 30 hours 20 to 30 weeks a week (laughs) (laughs) yeah 20 to 30 hours per week. Uh, Makes my week feel like 30 weeks. It does. It does indeed. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to beg people for money, uh, but it, if you want to, you know, if you want to give us a dollar a month. If you feel it in your hearts. Or five dollars a month. If, you know. if, say, you're an atheist, you don't go to church, you don't give yes. 10% of your money to God, and give 10% of your money to us. Tithe. Yeah, definitely. Give, get, yeah, definitely. Us. Give us 10% of your weekly paycheck. 
Definitely. <laughs> we we would appreciate it. Absolutely do that. Uh, and Josh isn't even getting any of it, and he's totally into the idea. So. Yeah, of course. So please uh, just send three easy payments of thirty nine ninety five. Your bonus yeah. content shall be which, salvation. Which I mean, fucking Donald Trump's the president, so uh, that's America now. Uh, send us money for no reason. America's great again. <laughs> yes, give me money. It is great again. America's great. Give me money again. <laughs> Again. So, uh, anyways, uh, yeah. Give me some money. It was really great talking to you, Josh. I haven't talked to you, uh, for this, uh, long, I think, in, uh, years. So, um. Many years. Yeah, and, uh, we'll, we'll have you, we'll have you back on if you want to come, uh, back on. And we can, uh, have another meandering discussion like this, because this was enjoyable. At some point, this will become the format, I imagine. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Eventually. We'll, we'll run out, this of, is we'll fun. Run out of bands. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so if you like this, Patreon, and we'll keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, what's that vodka, oh, not vodka, what's the tequila? Uh, Patron. Patron. Uh, Patron. Yeah. yeah. It's like that, Patron. That's, that's high class, Patron. uh, tequila. Yeah. Patron. So, uh, yeah, once again, uh, Josh. Thank you for joining us. We'll uh, we'll definitely make Thanks a point to me. yeah, of course. We'll definitely make to a point to have you on again. Uh, so uh, until next week, everybody, stay safe. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Hello. I mean goodbye. Whatever. <laughs>
so sweet.